Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What is up, everybody? I am Cam Hayward, and welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. We have a very special guest, I guess, but, you know, it's special not just because he's here, but he's here in person. And Hayden Walsh, welcome to the show. Good to see you. You know, normally I get the producer and Fred, but now I'm a guest because I'm here. What yeah. the hell is that? He's man? a guest. He's I'm, on site. I'm a guest in the house. He's right on site. Now. And we have another special guest. Oh. This guy. Look at that. Look at that. He'll, we'll get to him later. Uh, but uh, Hayden, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Doing good. You know, came up because it's the most important game of the year. You got to win to get in the playoffs. Uh, my first game of the year. Because I only come for the big ones. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Steelers Nation, um, let's be disappointed in this guy. He show, he chose to come up on this game. He had plenty of other times to come up. But, you know, we're going to get the job done because he's here. Um, he's always, he's always brings uh, good juju, good mojo. Uh, so, you know, we had to bring out the big guns this week. Yeah, we won last year. Or you guys won last year when I came up for the Seahawks game. So I mm -hmm. figured I'd come up in a must win. Right. And uh, and now y'all y'all can take care of business and beat the Browns tomorrow. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm excited, man. We're in this this like we're calling this a studio. Or, yeah. Yeah. Studio. Studio of greatness. Uh, studio of greatness. Okay. <clears throat> um. So yeah, excited <laughs> excited to be here. Sorry, that was not on purpose. I just. Had to go off. Um. Yeah, excited <laughs> to be here, man. Yeah. You know, it's a important game. Uh, playoff implications. Um. With this game. Uh. But none of that really matters unless we take care of our business, and we'll talk more about it. Um, but, uh, excited to have you up here. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. And, and I think the one thing I want to talk about before we get into the Browns or anything else is you cried this week, oh, um, thanks. nationwide in Omaha, we're behind that. And I want you to tell the people why you cried this week. I got, I got a little emotional, just a little, um, nationwide, uh, the good people, Walter Payton, man of the year, uh, uh, staff who helped put this together, Omaha, um, you know, our boss, Peyton Manning, probably had a, a say in it, uh, you know, but uh, we, uh, I thought I was shooting a commercial for Nationwide thinking, you know, Nationwide is on your side doing a little jingle like that. Um, you know, I, I go through it. It takes a couple of reads because, you know, I'm bad at reading sometimes. Um, not like this guy. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, for me, I was reading through it, and then you know I start talking, and it's like I have to talk in the third person at the end. They show me this other part of the script, and I'm reading, and I'm like, why am I talking to myself about like he's our nominee and everything? And then they're like, look at the screen behind you, and I'm like, okay. I turn around, and it's just like you know, really doctored up video with all of my family and friends. This guy helped uh, get the job done. Uh, I shed some tears, um, and, you know, I, I was not ready for that. They're saying thank you, saying nice things about me. I wish this were I, I could always use this and remember, you know, this is what you guys thought of me because uh, you guys don't say it often. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after, I'm thinking I'm done. I'm going to wipe my tears away and go about my day. And then I get surprised by my family. They're all there, my kids, my wife, my mom, my grandmother who I haven't seen uh, just because she's trying to stay healthy, my aunt, um, a couple other people. And I was just floored by it. 
Uh, I was not ready for that moment. Um, you know, it's, I see them all the time, but um, to know that they came together to just recognize me, my brothers were there, Corey and Connor, they, uh, you know, getting Connor and Corey to both talk is always a big feat in itself. So uh, I was not ready for that. And I was definitely filled with a lot of emotion. Yeah, the, the goal was to make you cry. And I got to give a shout out to Natalie and Jack at Omaha who put together the video. I, I don't know whose idea necessarily it was, but they got me involved and I was able to push it out to some people I knew you'd like on the video. And one thing I will say about Connor, Connor, I believe, was the first video in there. So Connor got wow. it in there fast. Connor did what he needed Connor to do. Connor is growing up. He is. He's growing up. Um, up. And I do think the goal was to make you cry. And, and I was happy to hear when I talked to Allie, your wife, she told me, she's like, I know he had no idea what was going on because he was crying like a baby. But also when I hugged him, he smelled terrible because he was fresh out of practice. And so you had no time to get ready for this, no time. And it totally caught you off guard, which was the goal the entire time. Dude, I was wearing Crocs. I was I wearing light blue Crocs. <laughs> I was not ready for this at all. Um, but, you know, I, I've been surprised in my days. And I'm going to talk to Nationwide and Omaha and see if we could do the same for all those people that were there. Uh, including Jack and Natalie as well. Uh, they are on my list to get back. Uh, it might not be done today, but there will come a, a time where I take care of business and I I surprise you. You're in tears. Natalie's in tears. My mom's in tears. Um, my wife's in tears. My kids are in tears. I'm just going for all the tears. I'll say this. I, at default, I cried during the video when I watched everybody's, like, the video Jack and Nat Natalie sent me. So, like, that should be the counting of crying. Me and my wife watched it and cried. So, we got teared up, too. So, you shouldn't feel bad about That's crying. That's not right? a knife. That's not enough. It you is know? enough. It is. This guy doesn't cry. Oh, he does. He Wait. I hope Big they boys show, don't cry. I hope they show clips because you were bawling like a baby. And it was. it's a really great video. And it, and it should make cry. you cry because everyone that's very proud of what you've done. And, and st people that you've done stuff for, too, were on the video. So it was yeah, great. I will say, um, to, just to be recognized by uh, the people of the Walter Payton Manor, your um, award uh, staff and uh, nationwide, uh, the NFL, the Steelers, uh, my teammates, um, you know, this, the community of Pittsburgh, it's an honor to be a nominee. I know this is my fifth time, so it makes me feel old. Uh, but uh, – you know, when I look around and I, I see that I'm able to help on my community, um, it's huge. Uh, but then being nominated and you start to think that you're nominated for the Steelers and you understand that we have winners that have won the Walter Payton Man of the Year um, in Joe Green, Franco, Harris. And to be among them would be, I don't know if you put it in the words, because those men have meant so much to not only the game, but to the city of Pittsburgh. Um, and then, you know, you look at Walter Payton um, and his family and you see how invested they are in not only picking the right person, but giving back. Uh, and I, I, I would honestly be thrilled, but I would feel very humbled to be a, a part of such a, a elite fraternity. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, it's where you're remembered for something off the field more than you are on the field. So mm -hmm. I think that's the great thing about it. But, dude, five times? What do you got to do to win this thing? Five times. I feel like Booker T right like, now. Ali, <laughs> man. You're just the, always the runner-up, man. Five times. Who, you don't even know if you're the runner-up. Who at Walter Payment of the Year do we need to talk to to put a good word in I don't know. to, like, hey, he's on his fifth time. It's his time. He needs to win it. Well, you know, if we do win it, hopefully we can have the podcast out there as well. We can mm -hmm. shoot some 
some cut-ups and give the behind-the-scenes. But let's not act like we haven't had some great winners. Oh, no. um, Andrew Whitworth, uh, Calais Campbell, J.J. Watt, Russell Wilson. Those are just, you know, modern-day guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go back, you can name some really special guys. Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a fraternity inside of a fraternity because, you know, the NFL is a fraternity. Uh, but then you look at the the elite men in our, our game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, whether they're fathers, brothers, husbands, they all have uh, unique stories that are just so touching and that we're able to be a part of. I think I've never asked you, when you were a rookie, Eric, when you were coming into the NFL, was it a was that one of like the things like I want to be at least nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year? Like, did you think about that coming in, or did it kind of just happen? You know, it's crazy. I had known about the Walter Payton Man of the Year um, award. My dad had been nominated. Oh, did he? Um, I didn't know that. And so um, I had known about it, but I had never had that on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you make a goal sheet before you get into the NFL. Um, obviously, defensive MVP, mm-hmm. um, Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. Those have always been my goals. Pro Bowl, um, you know, and I, I think it took a couple of years for me to understand that uh, that award was a the Walter Payton Man of the Year award was attainable. Um, but I had to do the work in the community, mm-hmm. um, and that's always been my main focus: uh, giving back, um, leading the way, being a role model, uh, having my city's back, and. Uh, through the years, learning from guys like Troy Palomaro, Brett Kiesel, Aaron Smith, uh, Charlie Batch. Uh, these are men that might not have been nominated always for Walter Payton Man of the Year, but they always dedicated themselves to the community um, and didn't need an award to you know, give back. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com move on congratulations on the walter Payton man of the year let's get into sunday you've always said you guys have got to take care of your business before you worry about anybody else taking care of their business what do you got to do to beat the browns on sunday you know obviously we need some help to get into the playoffs yeah um but for us we can't look around because in every implication for us to get to the playoffs it's us taking care of our business Mm -hmm. um and so you know we can literally turn off the jumbotron and say focus on this game uh, and I'm looking forward to just, you know, we didn't play well versus Cleveland the first time. Um, and night came there. Uh, they ran, had they had the ball uh, and ran the ball with success. Uh, and we have to, you know, you know, both teams are different from that point. Mm-hmm. They have a different quarterback. We have a different quarterback. <laughs> so uh, it's it's going to be a, a good game. And we got to be playing our best, best brand of football uh, heading into the playoffs if we're going to make it. 
and you mentioned the quarterback. What is the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson? You know, I think Deshaun Watson, um, nothing versus Jacoby, uh, but Deshaun is, you know, so athletic. Mm-hmm. He he fights through uh, sacks. You got to get full body weight on a guy like that because he uh, is always extending plays, um, can make every throw. Um, born winner from college. You look what he did uh, from Clemson, beating a team like Alabama. Um, you know, shout out Mika Fitzpatrick on that. Mm-hmm. I know that burns him inside. Um, but, you know, I think um, you know, Deshaun is a guy who's looking to get on, on the right track. Um, obviously, it hasn't worked this way in the past couple of weeks. But in this game, you're always looking for a, a way to get out of it. And we can't provide that for him. We got to make sure we take care of our business. Um, in that running game, you can never sleep on. It's mm-hmm. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And if you let them get going, they control the clock. Yeah, no. And I, one thing I will say for Minka, that was an offensive pass interference in that national yes. championship game. I mean, there's yes. no denying that. But moving on to Watson, what have you seen on tape from him since he's come back? Obviously, at the long layoff, are you seeing any rust or does he look like the old Deshaun? A little bit of both. Obviously, there's a little bit of rust because you haven't played as much. Mm-hmm. But you just see him making some unbelievable plays. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, breaking sacks. Like, I've seen him shrug off so many sacks in the, these last couple games. For some quarterbacks, that would fill up an entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see him just extending plays. Um, and, you know, they're not afraid to really run the zone read with him. I felt like in Houston, there wasn't a lot of zone read. It was more of just a drop back, and he finds the hole. Here in Cleveland, I think he's doing a, a – a, they're giving him more opportunities to run the ball um, as a downhill runner. Uh, and you do that with a guy like Nick Chubb, that's that's pretty special. Yeah, they have a great running game. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, do you think now he's doing more zone read because he hasn't played in so long, so he's a little fresher later in the year? I don't know. Um, you know, and I think uh, Jacoby can still do that as well. Uh, they bring Jacoby Brissett in on, you know, those fourth and one plays mm-hmm. sometimes. So you always got to be very cognizant of that. But they have a, a lot of different plays off of it. Um, but, you know, I think um, – that might be a way to really get him involved in the running game as designed runs. Um, but you can't take away from the magician he is out of the backfield, making sure he can, uh, you know, extend plays. Is the goal to keep him in the pocket? Because once he gets outside, he's big problems. Yeah, definitely to keep him in the pocket. Pocket. Uh, you know, that's something we have to continue to work out. Last week, we played Tyler Huntley. Um, a couple of times he escaped out to his right. Um, and so that's one thing we all have to be very cognizant of and continue to just make sure we force them back. Uh, our DBs have to plaster sometimes to make sure there's not an open receiver. Uh, but it's an 11-man job. Anyone who tells you it's just the front uh, is sadly mistaken because the, the DBs got to make sure they have their guy in sight. And if they don't, they're going to give up a big play. Yeah, it should be interesting to see you guys go against Deshaun for the first time. Obviously, you haven't seen him yet, and you're going to see him for years to come. So mm-hmm. um, one thing I did want to stay with the Browns on, though, I don't know if you've been up to date on the Jadavian Clowney drama now. He's been downgraded to out, um, and yesterday he was sent home from practice for saying 95% sure he would not be re-signing with the Browns. In a large part, he believes the team favored uh, Miles Garrett over him. You're trying to get Garrett into the Hall of Fame instead of winning games. Uh, as a guy on another team knowing to, you're going to play them, and obviously he's on the other side of the ball as you, uh, or the same side of the ball as you, what do you think about when you hear stuff like that? There's a way to keep it in-house. There's a way to 
protect everybody in the locker room. There's a way to keep talking. Obviously, we're not perfect. Um, you know, we've all had our share of issues. Um, you know, I'm not running away from that. Um, but, you know, if if they want to get into the Hall of Fame and you're winning, that's not a problem. Um, and I think they're all great talents over there. That's the crazy part. It's not mm-hmm. like anyone's, you know, really someone you can sleep on. Jadavion and Clowney was the first pick in the NFL draft. Um, he's got a heck of a get off. He's athletic, uh, can play the run. Um, I thought he became more of a polished pass rusher um, last year. Um, and, you know, Miles Garrett, you know, he's always up for the defense player of the year. Um, you know, he he plays with long arms, athletic, um, you know, almost looks like a, a dinosaur out there because he's so damn big. But um, you would think you still got games that are meaningful. I know you got, you know, you're not able to make the playoffs, but I've always been the guy that thought, like, you can put the team before we can talk about this individually mm-hmm. or we can talk about this with a coaching staff. Um, I don't think it does anybody anything to, you know, blow it out there um, and make it me versus them in the media. So your team, uh, Garrett, on this, where Clowney kind of took it to public for your liking. <sighs> I guess – um, yeah, I would say that. Well, okay. Well, stop. You had to think about that. Where do you, where do you see what Clowney did was okay? I don't know if it's okay with how he went about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could definitely say there's merit behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having those open conversations, um, the honesty behind it can be used as a good thing rather than a bad thing and saying, coach, maybe get me some one-on-ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just because we're, we're scheming for miles doesn't mean I can't hit home either. Um, get me in some really good situations as well because I feel like I can win. If I can't, don't put me out there. But if I can, put me in those situations too um, because I think they're a formidable front. Um, who can really say they got Miles Garrett and Davion Clowney? Um, I think they were heading towards a path where they could be, you know, a, a great duo. Yeah, one of the best passers in the league if they all if they're all playing together, right? I mean, I just I'm kind of confused though. Are the Browns setting up Garrett to not be double teamed? Is that what they're doing, or what is he referring to that that they're making him try to be a Hall of Famer? Do you even know? Um, there's some things you can do to uh, work work an advantage as a pass rusher, whether it's you know overloading one side, making sure the other guy gets a one on one, making sure you can get some five down looks, what we call every O lineman is by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do that by scheme. You can do that by stunts on one side. Uh, you can know how a team's sliding away into the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are all little nuances you can continue to do to free up a pass rusher. And you should want that because if he does win those opportunities, it makes you a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's where you lost me when it's like he's getting the one-on-ones. Yeah, he's getting the one-on-ones and he's still dominating them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you, yeah. you got to respect that. So. Um, I think there should have been more communication before I got to that point. Yeah, and, and one last thing on this. How, <laughs> how do you think uh, this could impact the entire team? We'll see on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, you never know how things are going to turn out with, um, you know, uh, those conversations that become public. Um, but, you know, I, I've been in those situations where, 
you know, one guy goes off the rail and other team, other guys got to step up mm-hmm. and then you still step up. Yeah. And so, you know, you can either embrace it and say, hey, that's one thing, but that's not going to deter our focus going into the game. Or you could all be in shambles. When I worry for somebody, like you said, they're not in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's almost like it's wearing on them. It kind of feels like, but we'll see Sunday and it's a must win for you guys. And they would love to play spoiler. I know Garrett has already said he wants to play spoiler. So got to be ready for him. You can play spoiler, but we got to see each other. Yeah. Got to see each other. That's right. So one thing I do want to get your reaction to and and why we didn't record earlier in the week was the DeMar Mm -hmm. Hamlin situation. Uh, I just want to let you talk about it and hear what you have to say. Yeah. um, You know, I think what the injury happened Monday, the game happened Monday. Um, Looking at the situation, uh, we were going to have it on the guest. Um, and I think we got to a point where we wanted to be respectful. Um, I think everybody ever reported on what had happened. Um, but I don't think we needed to have a uh, commentary on it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a young man fighting for his life. Um, and there were a lot of people who made sure he was fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a big thank you to all the people um, who helped save that man's life and who continue to save people's lives. Um, but, you know, it's one thing uh, for a guy to get injured and you say, you know, man, we'll get at it next year. It's another thing where you have to think this man, they're covered, like players are surrounding, so they can't get a, a view of what's going on. Um, and that man's fighting for his life. Um, and for it to be stopped like that and both teams to be going through it, I just it just didn't feel right to me to – have you know conversation right away um but we can sit here today and say he's off the breathing tube yeah. and uh say we are so happy for him um to know that he was loved by so many people mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to show it and everybody wanted to root for him there's not one person i don't think that was rooting for that kid to succeed yeah. um and you know him being from pittsburgh there are so many guys on our team that have relationships with him mm-hmm. that um uh, I wanted to make sure that their their feelings matter too. And everybody's feelings matter too. And I'm just excited to see that uh, prayer can work. Uh, we can all agree on the same thing, to have that kid still alive. And, you know, we'll get to see what happens in the future. Yeah, the, the reaction of the players in the field, I think, is what was really scary. Is you guys mm-hmm. have seen a lot of bad injuries before, but seeing the reaction of even Josh Allen and some of the other Bills and even some of the Bengals, um, you know, it was really tough to see, yeah. and, and I think it was hard to watch. Um, and also Coach T, I, I saw him talking about it. He clearly knew him and has known him for a long time, and, and that makes it difficult as well. Um, I, I am curious, though, as seeing that stuff, does it – like what does it make – what goes through your head when you see something like that? You know, one, you, you think of concussion, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just bring this up. Like um, that field, there's been so many bad oh, injuries that have man. happened on that field. Um, but where I – I, I rest easy is Cincinnati has some of the best doctors mm-hmm. in the country. Um, and you have to, you know, I saw the way they took care of Ryan Shazier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were on tears on the sideline when Shazier got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know he was in such good care and so many people took care of him, um, that made me feel comfortable. And I think with all these different things going on, We've we've gotten to see um, the medical field uh, in Cincinnati really take care of our players, and 
uh, that's something I can be very happy with. But when you see those type of injuries, it um, it's a gruesome thing and it's something that uh, really sticks with you. Um, you know, it's you would like to say it's only it happens in football, mm-hmm. but it can happen in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was reading up and talking to people. Uh, there was a hockey player, Pronger, Chris Pronger, Chris Pronger, yeah. Chris Pronger yeah. and. Almost the exact same ha- thing happened where he got slap shot mm-hmm. by puck, and so you're thinking it can happen in anything, um, but you're just worried about the individual, mm-hmm. and you're just hoping that kid's okay um, because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being his father or oh, you know his man, brother yeah. or a friend. Um, there's so many people affected by that that just care for him deeply, um, and you know we're lucky to say that. He's here today, um, and, you know, he's progressing. Yeah, and shout-out to the Bills team doctor. I, I forget his name right now, and I apologize about that, but he worked on him on the field, and, and a lot of people attribute that to saving his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another thing, too, I don't know, did you see the GoFundMe thing with him? Yes. That is like, – yes. I, I want to give a shout-out to everybody who donated. That was – like, that gives you hope, like, that, you know, the world is a good place where guy had, like, 2500 in a GoFundMe <laughs> toy drive. It's got like over five million today, buddy. And it's even more than that. is it more than that today? Even, so I didn't. I haven't looked at it in the last couple of days, so I don't know. But like, that's awesome, and and I think it's great to know that he was supported yeah. and and to see some of the dollar amounts on those man. It, it's five, ten thousand on some of them, and, and people giving less too. But it's mm-hmm. I think that was great to see really the country come together on such a tragic moment and great news that we've gotten the last couple of days that he is off the breathing and he's doing it on his own now. So yeah, I'm really happy. For that. Yeah, I, I think you know. You, that's really cool. You set goals and say, okay, 2,500. 2,500. And to know that, like, so many people rally around you and want to see you succeed and want to see you have that chance to give back, mm-hmm. that's special. Um, you know, if, if you don't know, like, man, they already did the nominees. So we might have to enter this yeah, guy into the World Trade Man of the Year. Like, uh, it's crazy, man. Yes, I just um, and I, I think it's it's great to see the league and the country come together and and just hope he can continue to progress. Right. I mean, I just hope he gets better. Yeah. Like Steve Austin said, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're happy for DeMar Hamlin, man. We are. We're very happy um, and wishing for a full recovery. Um, we know you're on your way, um, but uh, everybody here is thinking about you. Yeah, and, and also for the Bills, too. Happy yes. that, And I know he talked to the team yesterday, which is good, so I'm sure that really helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, let's shift here, a little awkward transition, to something that I thought was pretty funny on Sunday was, um, and it, I feel bad for Nick Foles, mm. but did you see Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau's uh, sack celebration? Yeah, he, the, took, he took the snow angel for me. I did the same exact thing on Christmas Eve. So, so you did it first. I did it first. Wow. Okay. So Thibodeau does not have the uh, the patent on the Snow Angel. He just did the went to sleep after uh, on the sideline. Okay. Did you see that part? Yeah, but dude, he felt Foles right next to him. He totally. He was doing. He was hitting him with the Snow Angel. Wow. Like, and, and I think the worst part of the video is Foles is in a lot of pain. Like, he's yeah. in a ton of pain. And Thibodeau's just doing there doing the snow angel. I don't know, man. Jeff Saturday was not very happy about that. And then the back and forth between those two, you got, you know, Jeff Saturday saying that's, you know, classless. And, you know, then Thibodeau's re- re- reply is, I don't even know that guy. Oh, Come on, dude. You know who Jeff Saturday is. He's pretty established, you know, man. He's one of the best centers in our game. Um, and you know, 
I am for all hard hits, but you got you can't celebrate on the injured. <laughs> you guy. can't. You, you can't. can't do that. Like I'm sorry. Uh, that's like, bad karma and bad juju. Like, that it, comes back at you full fold, fold. You have to respect this game and try to keep everybody healthy. I'd also add on to like it's. I think initially he was like I didn't even know he was next to me. And that's what, okay, that's one thing. But when you go to the sideline and do the put him to sleep thing, you, you, knew, knew, you, you knew, you knew, you knew what you were getting yourself into, young buck. Uh, you know, hopefully he's got somebody talking to his ear. Uh, you know, you, you could want to be the bad guy, but no, bad guys always don't end up well after that. Yeah, no, like, listen, I, I is like, I thought it was funny, but then you also start to think about it, you're like, man, that's kind of messed up. Like, yeah. He is down at like, Dude, it, that's, that's somebody's kid. Yeah, that's yeah. somebody's dad. Like, you, you don't know. Like, I will always respect the man we play. Um, I might not agree with how they play, mm-hmm. um, but I will always respect our opponents. Uh, the fact that they dedicate their lives to this. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a gruesome game. It's a physical game, but it doesn't have to mean I wish anything on your downfall. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't be celebrating injuries or even knocking somebody out. Like I said, the visual of that where he's just laying there and Foles is like, I mean, Foles is in a lot of pain, and he's just doing it. It's just not good. You just better hope you don't play that team again somehow. Also, because where, where's offensive lineman at? How did they? Not I, I tell you right now, him? Marquise Pouncey. Oh yeah. He would have he would have slammed them and choked them out, mm-hmm. and all the old linemen would have been right there with him. Mm-hmm. And as an old lineman, you protect your players, you protect your quarterback, you protect your running back, you protect your wide receivers. Like it's on site next yeah. time they see you. Well, I think I think Saturday even said that. I think he said I was a little frustrated the offensive line didn't go do anything for it. I mean, right there, that's the one time you can get a personal foul. Right? Exactly. I mean, that's the one time a coach will be like, "You did the right thing." Yeah, we we know how this goes. Like, like. We stick up for ours. We're not letting that just slide. Like you, you're gonna have to deal with all 53 if it comes to it. Well, and as a guy on another team, that puts the offensive line. If you play the Giants now, that puts your antenna up, right? Like you, you watch him. He's gonna try and get to the quarterback, and he's gonna try, and he he will make a mockery of his injury. Really, I mean, yeah, you just gotta be careful with that because, man, I totally believe in karma. Karma happens in football all the time. Oh, yeah. And there's always football justice. And you don't want to be on the wrong side of it. No, no, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, well, good. I'm glad I'm glad you disagree with Thibodeau. And I also think that's like you said, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. That's a year one guy making a year one, maybe a mistake. But yeah. he'll learn through the years of what you're saying that yes. you can't keep doing that. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's always – there's some great players in our league um, who, who have been great talk tr- trash talkers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, some of them have been giants over the years. Mm-hmm. But, man, you talk your trash, you still want that guy to be up and right, and nothing really hurt. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, every bet earns with Caesar Rewards. That means whether you win or lose, you're always earning towards perks like free stays at iconic Caesar properties, game tickets, dining, and more. And if you haven't started yet, here's a reminder. Your first bet is on Caesars. Up to $1,250, download the app with promo code OMAHAFULL and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. 21 plus only. Offer valid must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users, first $10 wager only, must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of quality wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe Bossier City in Harrah's, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369. All right, now you got me. I gotta ask, who's the best trash talker you've ever, pl- ever played Ooh. against and played with? Ever played against? Oh, oh, Philip Rivers is really. Philip oh, Rivers. You see that? That's not shocking. Philip Rivers can get under people's skins, and I like it. Uh, man, uh, what's an example of him getting under your skin? He didn't get under my skin. Like um, else. Like, what does he just say? Like, man, would you whoop you? What? What? Like country accent? Like, man. yeah, and like. <laughs> You know, there's always some of those quarterbacks that think they're better than they are, but like <laughs> Philip is actually one of those guys who can back it up. Uh-huh. And so he just lets you know. And like I remember the one play you saw, I think we were playing the Jags, and he's screaming in the Josh mm-hmm. Allen's ear. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just keeps going back and you're like, You gotta stop it before yeah. you get you start talking trash. I already know Tom Brady talks a lot of trash. Um man, who else? Give me an offensive lineman, like the guy you're going up Ooh, against. Who doesn't stop him? Offensive lineman. Oh, it's always the bad ones that talk a lot of trash. <laughs> it's always the bad ones. What's the point of that? They're trying to get you off. Your yeah. Really? Yeah. And then it's like, ha, ha, ha. Do you repl- get ready. <laughs> Does that even require you a response, or are you just whipping his ass every play so you know that's the response? Oh, it, re- it requires a response. Oh, it does? Okay. But it's not verbal. 
Oh, it's just it's just physical. Yeah. Physically it's like, oh, you're going to get it. Mason's walking the line laughing at him knowing I'm about to take you to school. Right yeah. Now. Like, or like, you know, if one guy tries to squabble with one of our guys on the line, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now you just made it something personal where we're all going to try and get lined up with you and we're going to try and go at you. Okay. And so, like, that becomes something. Um, but it, it's always the bad ones that talk the most. That's so weird to me. Always the bad That's ones. so weird. It's, if you're an offensive lineman, usually if you're a dog, you don't need to talk. Yeah. You don't need to talk. Man. Like, Pounce didn't need to talk. But you knew if you pissed Pounce off, it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. It was a wrap right then and there. Yes, it was. Um, and, I've, you know, Marshall Yonda was never a guy who talked that much. Really? Never talked. Okay. But you knew that that guy could play. Yeah. And you knew you were in for a long haul that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Thomas never really talked, too. Really? No. So none of the good ones talk. None, none of the, the good ones. They really know talk. they're good and they don't need to talk. They yeah. basically just let the play do the play, do the talking. Yes. Um, all right, best trash talker you played with. And was he good? Ooh. Was he good? Now I got to ask, who is it? I mean, because. Oh, man. Yeah, I've had not- some really good trash talkers. Um, it's varied throughout the years, man. Um, you had the Ryan Clarks back in the day. Ryan Ryan could get into it, and you know Ryan's off the cuff has a lot to speak on. Um, Vince Williams was always a great trash talker. Uh, you know who the funniest is sometimes because he'll go too far with it. Oh God, TJ Watt. <laughs> Wait a minute. TJ, he'll go too far with it? Yeah, TJ just knows how to get under people's skins, and we're like, dang, TJ, you don't need to go that far. It was like, During a game, oh, you've said that to him before? Yeah. That he needs to chill out. Yes. Really? And I love it, though. That's TJ. TJ goes to the extreme, and I appreciate it on Sundays. And TJ, uh, he, he's he got some some good one-liners that uh, you got to be careful of. Can you say any of the one-liners no, on No, I will not do that. I, I will not do that. Um, <laughs> okay, is, he, is, it, is it like when he's dominating a game, then he starts doing it? Or is it like somebody pissed him off, so then he – he... You know, it's funny. We were playing one team last year, and he was a backup. And, you know, TJ just got a sack. And it was like – like he started talking mess like – you know, you didn't really beat me. And then, like, then he was, like, he, like, got TJ on a run play. And he was, like, man, I'm I'm kicking your tail. And TJ was, like, okay, keep talking. And then TJ got another second. He was, like, you got something else to say? Because it looks like you're, you're a backup and you should be a backup. So he's a bully is what you oh, He's a bully. TJ is a bully. He's a bully. I love he's it. A bully. I love it. Bullies get bullied. I or mean, you just keep, continue to bully. Yeah, it's it's until another bigger guy in the in the schoolyard comes out and knocks you out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, man, he's not who I expected to be the guy. That took it too far. <laughs> I would have gone with a bunch of other people. Um, well, JJ talks a lot of crap too on Does the field. JJ, JJ talks, and JJ's very good with it. JJ makes it very nonchalant sometimes. He's like, "Oh, good block right there." And oh, so, so, <laughs> so he's doing what you do after you beat a guy, and you're like, "Hey, great game today, man! Yeah. Great job! Wow! So, yeah. yeah, that's a jerk." Um, yeah, this guy never talks crap. Yeah, right. Never I talks crap. Enough stuff with you to know that he's not even talk. <laughs> it's a little laugh. <laughs> it's a stupid little laugh you have. That's like you like talking shit. It's so annoying. Yes, um, it is. But you can get frustrated. I've seen you. I've seen you at a pickup basketball court get angry. Okay, you get angry at basketball. Do we bring up when I got drafted? Oh, the basketball. The, yes, I wasn't there for that. I missed that. You story missed that? Where you almost fought a kid the day you got drafted. Yeah, yeah. Tell that uh, story. Go so home. we were at lifetime. Well, it was the day of the draft. Not knowing where I was going to go, I really just wanted to let off some steam, play some basketball with my friends. 
Uh, my agent wanted to play basketball as well. That was the funny part. Uh, we went to a lifetime down in Georgia. Um, and, you know, I'm dunking, you know, trying to show off a little bit. And so we start going five on five with these people there. And, you know, one guy almost undercut me. And so from then on out, I was like, oh, no, it's not going down this way. You're about to get full flex right now. Like, I'm going to try and embarrass you every single play. Um, and, you know, now there's a story behind it where it's like Cam was just ultra aggressive after that. Probably was, but uh, it was rightfully so. I had multiple people that were there tell me they were worried you were going to get arrested on your draft day. I wasn't going to get arrested how, on my draft how day. up you were. Like that you, and I've seen it before. I've seen you get angry before when we were hooping. So I can't imagine when, when you're playing for gonna money. I wasn't going to get arrested. It, it wasn't for playing for money no, either. No, well, no, I can't imagine what you're like when you play in an NFL game. Oh, no, I okay. wasn't talking about the basketball <laughs> game. You got angry in a, in a nothing pickup game. So imagine yeah. what it's like when like the playoffs are on the line or something like that. Yeah. It's on site. Yeah, you you are a talker. You can become a talker. You yes. if somebody gets you in, baits you into it, you'll start. Well, and honestly, too, you know, you, you made the the Ravens game. What what happened? We we, we didn't even acknowledge. We that. haven't even. Bro, what that. happened? What okay. happened? Okay, okay, let me explain what happened. I'm trying to get to the play. Right, it was a draw. Mm-hmm. Draw set third and long. I'm getting over. I get my arm hooked by the guard, mm-hmm. and so I'm falling down. Mm-hmm. And so Ricky, uh, Ronnie Stanley's on the bottom, and he's trying to push up. And I'm like, bro, I can't get up. Then he pulls me back down. Mm -hmm. So when he pulls me back down, I go like this in my hand. (laughs) And I make contact with the ref. And that's where you see him throw the the, uh, flag. And I'm like, I'm hot at this point. I know. We just got off the field. We just gave up a field goal. Next play, they get a touchdown. And I'm like, the refs literally gave them – an extra opportunity to get a touchdown, mm-hmm. and that's a big swing. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have lived right after that. Like I wouldn't, have, I would have slept terrible knowing we lost that game, uh, and I was livid about that at halftime. I was, I was not right. I know, I know. I was worried that you and Minka were going to need like couples counseling or something because y'all were going at it. It looked like on the sideline. Yeah, Minka. What was it? Third, yeah, was third or fourth quarter? We. Uh, He's like, oh, you're just going to be mad at me? <laughs> so he was like, we need to kiss and make up. And I just headbutted him and I kept it moving. But we're good. That's football. Like, I've seen plenty of guys get into a sideline. It's not like one of those Tom Brady rants where it's just mm-hmm. all over the place. It is what it is. We're football players. We're supposed to be emotional. We're supposed to care about what we do and what happened. Minka didn't get to see everything. So he thought I was just trying to start something. But – yeah, that's that's life. We're we're allowed to disagree. We're allowed to be mad sometimes. Well, you needed a rookie to come bail you out. Kenny Pickett had to take the ball down the field. Man, we to, I was, we got him to that point. I was going to say, like you played a great second half, but it goes back to what you said that if we lose that game, mm. you know, I would have never. Even if you played great in the second half, which I yeah. thought you guys did, you still would have never lived it down because yeah. you would have felt like it was your fault. Even though I'm with you, it was a bullcrap call. Yeah. Um. Like, to know that we were able to weather the storm and really not carry luggage into mm-hmm. that second half. Um, and everybody just played well. I, I can't say enough about what Kenny did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Najee and Jalen Warren, mm-hmm. the offensive line, uh, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, um, George Pickens. They all had big plays on offense. And as a defense, I thought we just, you know, we got off the field when we needed. There was one time in that game where um, our punt – unit 
didn't hold up well, mm-hmm. and they got a or the kick kickoff yeah, yeah, kickoff yeah. unit didn't hold held up well, and they ended up getting up to like the forty eight or forty seven. The defense got off so quick mm-hmm. and didn't surrender any yards that they weren't able to get any points with a kicker like Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Like that is you know top notch stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it was such a group effort, and so many guys contributed to that win. Um, we needed everything to go our way in the second half. That was classic Steelers-Ravens. Mm-hmm. Low scoring, defense, big drive late by a quarterback on the Steelers side. Um, and I thought that was just, I mean, vintage Steelers-Ravens. And I thought, too, you had to feel good after, let's be real, they embarrassed you guys in Pittsburgh weeks earlier. I thought the unit really stepped up and played great defensively. Yeah, I thought that we did a much better job on the run game. Um, you know, no 100-yard rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just thought uh, we had guys in the right gaps. There wasn't just open lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, some of that was my doing because I, w- I didn't get <laughs> out of my gap. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's it, it was a, a defensive effort where, you know, you surrender one touchdown, but you don't blink. You just keep going um, and you make sure you play stout. Yeah. Now, great win. And now do the same thing tomorrow. And then also – if we're asking for stuff, we need the Jets to do stuff tomorrow, right? Yes. And we need the Bills to do stuff tomorrow. We do. Joe Flacco, please, buddy, help your old friends in Pittsburgh out. Joe, you were at Pitt for a year. You know about the Steelers. You played against the Steelers. Now it's time you help the Steelers. Exactly. Let's get it done this week, Joe. Um, and then, you know, we need the we need the Bills to win. The Bills to beat the Patriots. Those y'all know what to do. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be motivated. Y'all know what to do. Yeah, they're going to be motivated no matter what. It's really, we need Joe Flacco to step up for you. I think everybody's going to step up. Mm-hmm. Everybody, including us. Yeah, well, you have to. Remember, yes. that's what you said at the beginning. You've got to take care of your stuff before you even worry about anybody else's. I'll text mm-hmm. you during the game, too, if you have your phone on you. I'll text you during the game updates of Dolphins and, uh, and Bills. Bud, I can't have my <laughs> phone on the sideline. That's how you get fined. Put it in your pants. It's okay. Put it in your pants. Make Connor do it. He plays less snaps than you. Have Connor hold your phone and ask him what happened. You, you text him that and say that. <laughs> say those exact words to him so he can choke you out. <laughs> he does play less snaps than you. I'm just telling the truth, okay? We need someone to hold your phone for you so I can text you during the game. Yeah. And on that note, that is another episode of Not Just Football. I want to say thank you to Hayden for coming up for the game, um, you know, giving us that good juju that we need. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, tuning in. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, We'll see you next time.